Hello, hello, and welcome back to another edition of the See Us Podcast. I know it only took one week off, but it feels like I have not done that in about a month. Life has been crazy lately. Work has been hectic. Things have been happening. And the NBA offseason is almost done, but we are just still at that dull period. We have World Cup basketball going on. It was good to see the Team USA play and all the other teams just following that along. Uh, we have a very own Celtics member playing in Latvia right now, Kristaps Porzingis. We'll talk about that and the health scare that's gone on on Twitter, the conflicting reports. That's just been a very strange situation, but not much has gone on. That's why I didn't really record last week. We had the Svi Mikhailu news, some Blake Griffin rumbling. So we're going to talk about all of that today and a potential Derek White contract extension. I think we're just going to lay it all out in in just one section. I don't think I'm going to break it up. I think we're just going to do a summertime catch up here, talk about all the news that's gone on about the Boston Celtics, and we'll leave it at that. But episode eight, here we are. Here we go. All righty, here we go. One take, no stops, no breaks. It's going to be the Celtics summer catch up. And we are going to start off with Christoph Porzingis. What a strange day it was on Twitter yesterday. Report comes out. I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Rupert Fabig. That's how I'm going to um, leave. I'm just going to leave it at that. He said, quote, according to my information, there are growing concerns that Latvia star Christoph Porzingis might miss the FIBA World Cup due to injury. Understood it is something with his foot. Staff himself and Boston Celtics will wait until the last moment to make a decision. So that comes out around one o'clock. Everyone's freaking out. Everyone's heart sinks. We just, everyone goes back to last summer. Danilo Gallinari tears his ACL, gruesome knee injury. And we, we, we didn't even see video of the supposed injury with Kristaps Porzingis or anything, but not good to hear about a potential foot injury. That Gallo one broke my heart. And to a quick side note on Gallinari, came out on a podcast that I am circling every game we play with the Boston Celtics. Guy is motivated. Don't blame him. He's ready to get back on the court. Still such a bummer. It did not work out in Boston. He never got a chance to suit up. But I wish him all the best in Washington. Just interesting to hear him say that. I mean, he was the one that opted into that player option, I get. Probably did not want to forego that money. You're not going to get another contract like that, likely in your NBA career. So he takes the money, but Celtics end up moving him to get Kristaps Porzingis, who we're talking about here. But all, all of all the best to Gallo in Washington. We'll see if he stays there the whole year. I think they probably play him, get his value back up, see how he does, and he probably gets moved to a contender sometime at the deadline. But we'll see Gallo maybe once or twice. We will see what happens there. But Kristaps Porzingis, back to him. Foot injury, very strange report, but the reporter also did come out and say, understood it's at least nothing too serious because they are still discussing the option of him playing the World Cup. So that comes out, that sits for a little bit. Everyone's very confused. He, KP's been posting videos on his Instagram stories of him working out. I mean, I even posted the one of him going back and forth, just sitting straightaway three after straightaway three. The guy looks great. Uh, I mean, he is hyping everyone up. Everyone wants to see him play in Boston, and no one wants to see him get hurt, especially not in the World Cup, away from the Celtics. Obviously, that's his decision. I, I tweeted out you know, on the report saying that it was a, maybe a possible minor injury and that he'll still play. I said, 
Certainly, this isn't the Celtics call to make, but have to think that they want KP as healthy as can be for the upcoming year. Would not be shocked if he sits out, especially if this is an actual injury. Then it comes out, I think, later or even sometime today, Team Lapia said that's not a, a true report. That's false information. You see KP post again. He's practicing. He's with the team. He looks healthy. He's moving around fine. I still do not know what to make of this situation, but I'm just going to go with KP's fine. He's posting. He's practicing. Looks like he's good to go. Want him to stay safe, obviously. Uh, I think this is probably the most important year of his career coming up with the Celtics, a chance to win an NBA championship. You want to be at your best. So we'll see what KP does. It sounds like he's going to be playing in their next expedition game. We knew coming in with this guy, the health was you know, a factor. Uh, he tore his ACL twice, once in New York, once in Dallas. He's had his ups and downs. We saw what he did last year. We saw what he can do when he's on the floor getting consistent run, not having any injury hiccups. Let's hope that is the case in Boston. Our track record with this kind of stuff, not good, but let's let's hope KP works out. I, I'm invested. I'm ready to see this guy in green. Let's just hope he stays healthy. It looks like he is, but fingers crossed. We will see how that one plays out with the World Cup coming up. We saw Team USA play the other night. They look good. Very interesting squad. Definitely will not be the team they're rolling out for the Olympics next year, uh, next summer. It's going to be a lot of high-level guys wanting to play on that team. Jason Tatum, I would think, has a spot after his performance in the in the last Olympics. This time they're going to Paris 2024. Can Jalen Brown maybe make that squad? We'll see. That is a conversation for another podcast. All the best to KP. Excited to see him play just to see how he looks, especially representing his home country. Let's just hope he's healthy. So moving on from that. Derek White, contract extension eligible. Do the Celtics and Derek White reach a contract extension before the season begins? He is eligible for a three-year, $85 million extension. He was on NBA, um, NBA Today two weeks ago. He said, quote, I love being in Boston. To get an extension done would be cool. Such a Derek White quote. He's bald. He, he's, he's a vibe. Derek White is ready to roll this season. I cannot wait to see him bald-headed running the point for the Boston Celtics. But I think this contract extension decision should be a no-brainer for both sides. I think the Celtics should offer the max amount of dollars they can. And if they do that, I think Derek, Whiteley, Derek White is likely to accept that deal. I think he wants to be here. He's shown that. He's expressed that. And I think the Celtics, you commit to Jalen Brown with his Supermax extension. Jason Tatum is going to be topping that deal in no time next summer. I mean, Anthony Davis is inked the richest contract extension, according to many. So that dollar amount's already been topsy. Jalen Brown's contract extension lasted like a week or two, and Anthony Davis already got his deal. And all these deals are going to roll in. But besides that, you've committed that money. You're going to commit more money to Jason Tatum as well. You're going to be in the second apron. Wick Rochebeck has said he wants to win. He's committed to this core. He wants to build around them. And building around them, I think, includes a guy like Derek White perfect glue piece for this team. Now you're starting point guard. You've invested that title, invested that trust into Derek White. You've moved on from Marcus Smart, who's been your leader for so many years. And now you have Derek White, a great defensive player. Second team all defense last year. Was great throughout the playoffs, you know, staying in front of quick guards. Had some trouble with a guy like Jimmy Butler, but I think you saw throughout that series how he adapted, can play against the bigger bodies. 
And Derek White's just an all-around guy. I think you got to hope the shot stays consistent like it was last season. We saw him hit it at a high rate. He's going to be getting even more open looks with a guy like Kristaps Porzingis on the floor. You'd have to think you want to invest in Derek White, and I hope the second he is contract extension eligible, the Celtics get pen to paper with Derek White as quick as they can. Do not let him leave the facility. Put a chair on the door, a little DeAndre Jordan situation. I think you want this guy in green for a long time. I personally do. I think he fits with this team. He plays well off of Jason and Jalen. And now he's going to get a chance to show what he can be as a true point guard. This is his team to run. Obviously, it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Browns. But for you know some parts of the game, Derek White's going to be setting things up. He's got great vision. He's got a great connection with Rob. The Rob Lob, the Rob, the D. White connection is a thing of beauty. We're going to be seeing a lot of that. So we'll see what the Celtics do when he's contract extension eligible. I think it should be an easy decision. I really don't think money at this point should be a factor, especially for a guy like Derek White, who just means so much to this team. That's a guy you want to lock up and move with going forward. So we'll see what happens with that situation. That is one to certainly watch for. And I just hope the Celtics keep him around long term. Let's see what else they can add as well as Blake Griffin, rumblings of him coming back, and Svi Mikhailu. Svi Mikhailu, I've not heard that name in a long time. But the Celtics, two open roster spots. We saw a guy that I had been marking at the top of my um, you know, potential C's edition list for a long time. Derek Jones Jr. signed with the Dallas Mavericks. One year, fully guaranteed. Kind of surprised it took that long for him to ink that kind of deal, uh, especially if it's guaranteed. Uh, he probably was you know, weighing some options. There's still a lot of guys out there. P.J. Washington still hasn't signed. I think that's maybe a potential trade candidate. Not for the Celtics, just league-wide to watch for, um, as the Hornets have not given him a deal. The last restricted free agent on the market. A lot of guys still left. Javante Green would love him. I just hope the Celtics add another wing. I think they want to keep a roster spot open going into the season. You have the traded player exception to use. It would be great to have a spot open. We'll see what they do. Um, you know, you have some non-guaranteed contracts. Banton, Cornette. I, I hope Blake Griffin will start with him as a guy that fills one of those spots. I just thought he was he just embodied what it meant to be a Celtic last season, diving on the floor, giving it his all. In a limited role, um, you know, starting some games and, you know, sitting for a week or two and not playing, but helping out on back-to-backs when Al Horford needed to sit. Rob Williams injured. Blake Griffin can play. I'm sure that's going to be the case this season. Al certainly won't be playing back-to-backs if he didn't last year, I would assume. So Blake Griffin can definitely fill that, you know, stint starter role, especially with no Grant Williams on the team anymore. I think that makes Blake that much more valuable. And just such a good locker room guy. Uh, I mean, just his presence there, his experience. He wants to win a championship. You would think his suitors are, you know, teams like Boston, teams like Miami. Please don't go there. Teams like the Bucks, the Sixers. I don't know if the Sixers are contenders. We'll see how their roster is looking in, into the year. load of teams in the Western Conference that could use a guy like Blake Griffin. But I hope he's back in green. He really liked it in Boston. We saw... Uh, picture posted today it was grant williams blake griffin and sam hauser congratulations to the hausers uh for getting married that looks like a very fun wedding you saw luke cornett in that photo all those guys jamming out on the dance floor he just really got along with this group he likes his role he's bought into this team would not be surprised if you know maybe if even if it's halfway into training camp if they get a deal done with him let him rest let him get ready it's not like he's going to be fighting for a spot you know what he brings to this team he's making it all the way would not be surprised if brad stevens joe missoula get uh blake griffin on the phone and say hey we want you back let's run this thing back let's get you a ring you finally made it to the conference finals 
didn't make it to the NBA finals. Let's hope this year is the year. And I think Blake Griffin as you know, he's not going to play much, but just the value he brings to this team, I think is important. Great vibe guy, great locker room guy, just good energy all around. Would love to see Blake Griffin, number 91, back out on the floor for the Boston Celtics. And, you know, another guy they could be bringing in, Svi Mikhailo. This is kind of old news. This is about two weeks ago. Uh, it sounds like the Celtics have offered Svi a contract. He's contemplating taking that or going to play in Europe. I think in Europe, probably more money, definitely more playing time, more offensive feature and focus for a guy like Svi Mikhailo who steps over half court and, can instantly start bombing away from three. We know how Joe Mazzulla loves his shooters. Fee Mikhailu fits that role to a T. So we'll see if they go this fee route. Felt like that guy was in March Madness at Kansas for like the longest time. Uh, one of those guys, like a Perry Ellis, who just sticks out in your mind when you think of March Madness and guys who've been in college basketball for a long time. But we'll see if Svee is a potential option. Is that report true? Maybe not. Um, it hasn't been spoken around much uh, would not be surprised if, you know, a Blake Griffin or a Svi Mikhailo or a Javante Green maybe would love that. Uh, if they at least sign one more guy before we get to training camp in the coming weeks, like we saw Derek Jones Jr. sign his contract last week. So we'll see. A uh, lot of options for the Seas, a lot of time to go. Training camp seems so close yet so far away. God, do I just want it to be that time already. I'm missing hoops. Just a dull period uh, in the NBA offseason right now. But those are the two reported uh, potential signees for the Celtics, at least reported interest for those two. I think Blake Griffin, I'm going to say he comes back. Uh, we'll see about Speed Mikhailo. Maybe Blake fills that last spot. Maybe they you know, cut a Banton or a Luke Cornett, and another spot opens up, and they keep a guy like a Javante Green or someone they bring in on a camp deal who overperforms. So this roster, like I've said many times, uh, far from done. A lot of summer left. We'll see what route the Celtics go. Like I said, it seems so far yet so close, but the preseason schedule has been officially announced by the Boston Celtics. Excited to have some basketball back. It's just preseason, but I mean, I love Celtics basketball nonetheless. So looks like they're going to be starting out with the New York Knicks on October 8th. Then they'll go back to back. Uh, so Al Horford will not be playing this one. I don't think many starters will either. They play the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden on October 9th. And they finish up their two-game series in the preseason with Philadelphia in Philly on October 11th. Then finish it off. New York Knicks at home October 17th. And then they'll finish up in Charlotte just like they did last preseason. I'm pretty sure. I remember that game when Blake came in, played his first minutes. Uh, was against Charlotte. I think that was one of their last preseason games. So they'll finish up with them once again October 19th. And that is a five-game preseason schedule. Five games is interesting. They usually go four, I'm pretty sure. I think four is like the minimum. Uh, so to see them play five, uh, you know, great great to see. There's some guys that are fighting for some minutes. I think a guy like Sam Hauser, who I had listened enjoyed B-ball, had thrown out a prompt. It was like, name your MVP, DPOY, MIP, sixth man of the year, rookie of the year for your team. And I listed Sam Hauser. I think he is a guy who is going to be up for a lot of playing time this year. We saw him shoot the ball at an extremely high rate to start last season. And his defense, I mean, just an underrated defender. He's not a guy that's going to stand out on the court, but a lot of teams like to get him in actions, get him in pick and roll, get him in switches and, you know, get a good isolation player against him. And, you know, he stood his ground, strong body, solid core. Uh, Sammy Hauser, uh, the newly married man, uh, can play some defense, and that's going to be valuable this season, especially if the Celtics do not add a wing. Maybe that's why they don't want to. Maybe Sam Hauser is their guy. 
uh, definite rotation guy in the regular season and the playoffs. I think he would have to be with how the roster is right now. Maybe a Jordan Walsh changes that. But nonetheless, Sam Hauser, I think, in for a big season, especially in the preseason, to show what he can do with some of these different lineup combinations. And speaking of combinations, the starting lineup is, you know, it's not it's not set in stone. I think you have four concrete starters. And I think Al Horford and Rob Williams, who's it going to be? I have advocated for it to be Robert Williams. I think the defensive versatility, I think Rob just being a starter, getting those minutes compared to a guy like Al Horford, who's going to sit back to backs. He's going to have his rest nights. Maybe you don't want that guy being a consistent starter and having to change it every night. But I mean, thinking nonetheless, the Celtics did that anyways, just with the injuries that they had last season, Al not playing back to backs, Robert Williams with his injury history. Had to get a drink of water. We're doing one take here, folks. But with his injury history, who knows? So maybe it doesn't really matter who the starter is, but I still think Rob Williams is going to be the eventual starter for the Boston Celtics. So definitely an interesting preseason ahead for them. And to finish off the pod here, wanted to go over my top five duos in the NBA. We saw Bleacher Report come out with their own top five duos. We know Bleacher Report, a lot of people freak out over their articles. They do say some wild stuff. And I I thought that this, especially this list that they came out with, was a little bit wild, mainly because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were not on it, which made absolutely no sense after all the years of success that they've had, all the consistency, all the, you know, just scoring ability that that tandem has. It's so hard to leave them, especially out of the top five. So I will go over their list. I do not agree with it. Number one, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Definitely see why they're on that list. Number two, this is the one that just I shook my head at. I do not understand. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday. Giannis alone, better than most of you know the number twos, even some of the number ones that are on this list, and that will be on my list. Great player, top five, top three in the league. I just don't think that his number two, whether it's Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton, it's changed so much, especially with Middleton's injury history. I just do not see how they, uh, how Giannis and a, a, either Holiday or Middleton would make this top five. I do not get that. I get them being, you know, a great regular season team. You know, I mean, they, but they just got knocked out in the first round. I mean, when I come out with my, you know, preseason or predictions of standings in the Eastern and Western Conference, but the Bucks are probably going to be my number one seed. I just don't see how they have one of the best five duos in the league. I personally don't see that. That's not even me being a Celtics bias person right now. It's not that at all. It's no bias played in. I just don't see how Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton is better than a Devin Booker, a Jalen Brown, or any other of these duos that are listed. So that's why I kind of was puzzled at that number two pick, but it's on there nonetheless. Bleacher Report's going to live by it. Number three, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Number four, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And number five, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. After the season they had last year, it's really hard for me to have them in the top five right now. Two great individual players, how they are together, it's still yet to be seen. I think Dallas has a terrific roster, how they've reshaped that around those two. Grant Williams coming in, Derek Jones Jr., Added a lot of pieces to that team. A lot of expectations in Dallas. I just personally, you'll see in my list, I do not have them top five just yet. But that's Bleacher Reports. We will get into mine. Number one, undoubtedly, unarguable to me, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. I mean, that is a duo that just won an NBA championship. That is a duo when it came down to crunch time, when a team needed a bucket. 
getting Jokic and Murray and pick and roll action was the best play in basketball. So that is why they're going to be my number one duo going into the season. Maybe mid season or at the end of, uh, you know, next season, once we get there, maybe I'll reconsider and go over my list. But right now, Jokic and Murray are my number one. And number two is where it gets interesting. I didn't want to, you know, show bias, even though it wouldn't be bias um, with, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown there. I had it between Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Yes, small sample size, but just offensively what they've already done together and some of those playoff games, what they combined to do. Terrific. Beautiful basketball. Now they got Bradley Beal in that mix. It's going to make their lives even easier. Same thing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They get Kristaps Porzingis to be their number three. But right now, I'm going to give JT and JB a little motivation here. Just a little bit. I'm going to put them at three. I'm going to keep KD and Booker at two. Really, that's 2A and 2B in my mind. You can put that either way. But Durant being the guy he is, Booker, the tear he was on in the playoffs, I'm just going to give them the slight edge right now. And, you know, I'm even mad about that. What the hell? Why am I Why am I putting them number three? It makes me mad looking at it. Um, but I'm going to put Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at number three. They have a lot to prove still. You, you got to win an NBA championship, you know, to solidify yourself in the history books amongst the, you know, the league's best. This is a great duo, great scoring duo. But as I've said, I want to see them play off of each other more. I think Durant and Booker, you know, can get in some pick and roll actions together. can really space the floor. They made each other better in the small time that they've had together. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have done the same thing. I just want to see them do it a little bit more consistently. I want to see them have nights where they're both going, you know, they're playing off each other, pick and roll, you know, slip screens, pick and pops, anything, you name it. I just want to see them in more actions this year. So that's why I'm just, you know, putting them at number three, really my two B if I had to have it that way, but you know, we will keep it to a real top five. So Jokic Murray, number one, Durant and Booker, number two, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, number three at number four, I'm going to put LeBron James and Anthony Davis. This is a duo that's won a championship when it's going. Man, does it look good. 80 defensively was a menace in the playoffs. Offensively just was not there. Hope to see that kind of, well, uh, as a Celtics fan, I hope they do not have great success. But as an NBA fan, you hope to see his offensive game kind of find itself a little more, especially in the postseason. Had a great regular season, probably the healthiest he's been. And that's what's so important, health. LeBron James going into year 21. A lot can happen, but when that duo is clicking, especially how that team looked to end last season, making it to the conference finals, the additions they've made, very excited to see how that team plays out. But we'll have LeBron and AD at number four. Rounding it out at number five, maybe an interesting one. I'm going to put Stephen Curry and Draymond Green. Yes, a weird one. We know Draymond, not much of an offensive player, but what he does defensively, and just the looks that he can generate for Stephen Curry, how he can, how he can himself just run that offense and make things go. It's a thing of beauty to watch the Warriors play basketball, and I think Curry and Draymond are a big reason why. And I think for this list, I looked at you know success together, playing off one another, individual success as well. You know that plays into it, and just resume. I mean, these guys have four championships. Those guys have been you know the biggest reason why, and and many of them, especially their last one. Uh, against my Boston Celtics, as tough, tough as it is to say. But Curry and Draymond, my number five duo in the league. I have some honorable mentions here as well. Jimmy and Bam certainly have a case to be up there. Kyrie and Luka, I want to see what they do this season to make each other better. Kawhi and PG, uh, we just don't see it enough, but I thought they just the names that they are and you know the, the star power that they command. 
thought they had enough to make, you know, honorable mention at least. And then I did have Giannis and a combination of Middleton and Holiday on there. I think it's worth being honorable mention. Certainly a top 10 duo with Giannis with either one of them, but top five really tried to crack it down. I always, I was thinking about Curry and Clay, but I just think Curry and Draymond, how they play off of one another, how they create things together, I think made them the best duo out of the two. And they're my number five duo. So come at me, let me know your top five, you know, in the comments on X now, as we're calling it. It's not Twitter anymore. It was the last time I was posting episodes on here, but you can repost or I don't even know what you call it. Is it a quote post now? I, I don't know. I'm very bummed it's not Twitter anymore. It's always going to be Twitter to me, and that's probably still how I'll refer to it. But let me know your top five duos in the NBA. I thought that'd be a fun little exercise to do to end the pod. And that's going to be it. Uh, I know it was a lot. One take. Got it all here. No breaks. I, I did have to take one cut. I, I coughed, so I just had to cut that out. But other than that, just a water break in there and not too bad. Uh, talking everything Celtics here. We'll see what comes of this KP situation. I, I don't think he's hurt. I just hope he doesn't aggravate anything, even if it's minor. Just be as cautious as possible. You have a huge season coming up. But as I said, that's his decision. Cannot take away him representing his home country. It's what he wants to do. That's what he'll do. So we'll see how that plays out. Derek White contract extension. I hope that's done as soon as he is eligible to sign it. Blake Griffin, Svi Mikhailu, any other Celtics players you want. There's some open roster spots. We'll see what Boston does in the coming weeks. And my top five duos to wrap it up there. Let me know your top five duos. That list could certainly change. There's some great duos in the NBA. That's my top five. Come at me, folks. That's going to do it for episode eight. Not going to commit to making the podcast next week just yet. I really want to see how things play out. I don't just want to post a, you know, a five or 10 minute episode if there's just not much going on. Maybe I'll think of some creative stuff to do, but life has been hectic. Work has been hectic and just wanted to get back on the pod this week. Happy to do so here. So episode eight, we'll leave it at that and we'll see you next time.